Well, Florida State Week underway, and we're talking all things from the Syracuse perspective on today's episode. What does Syracuse need to do for a victory down in Tallahassee? And also, could we see Tommy DeVito against the Seminoles? We're going to dive into that million-dollar question coming up in just a little bit on the Locked on Syracuse podcast. You are Locked on Syracuse, your daily podcast on the Syracuse Orange, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome on in to the Locked On Syracuse podcast. I'm Tyler Aki alongside Tim Leonard. Thank you so much for making Locked On Syracuse your first listen every single morning. It's available for free on all platforms, including YouTube at Locked On Syracuse. Also, happy National Podcast Day, Tim. I don't know if you've seen wow, this. I feel that's like a thing? this is also like <laughs> the the fifth National Podcast Day of the year. I, I just saw it pop across the, the Twitter timeline, and it said it was sponsored by by Spotify. So check us out on Spotify as well. Hit that follow button, download the podcast wherever you get your pods. But today is National Podcast Day. Did not know uh, there were so many. I feel like there was one in April. I feel like there was one in like January. There was one in July. So I, I'm sure there will be one in November too. So that's where we're at here on this final day of September. Every everything's got a day nowadays. I think yesterday was National Coffee Day. I saw there's National yep. Pets, National Grandparents, National whatever. I mean, where's a National Syracuse Day? Can we I get just a specific say, National yeah. Locked On Syracuse Day? Is that too much to yeah. ask? Yeah, that, that's every every weekday, Monday through Friday is the National Locked On Syracuse Day. So uh, check out the podcast wherever you get your podcast. Tell a friend as well. Um, also you can find us on Twitter at LO underscore Syracuse. We're always tweeting out fun stuff along the way during games, all that stuff. We love interacting with you. So check us out on Twitter and we'll talk with you during the games. Okay. So it's Florida state week now, Tim, and there's a number of burning questions behind the Syracuse team right now. And I think we have to start at the quarterback position because a lot of people are wondering, could this be a game where we're going to see Tommy DeVito at some point? And I, this is the way that I would play things out if I were Dino Babers. By all intents and purposes, I think everyone would be absolutely floored if Garrett Schrader was not the starting quarterback against Florida State. It would go against everything Dino has said. He said the quarterback right. that has played best in the prior game is going to get the start. What did we see? We we, we saw Garrett Schrader for all 60 minutes out there. Tommy yeah. DeVito didn't do anything. So we can grade Garrett Schrader's performance all we want, but it's an incomplete from Tommy from last game. An F, a D, a C, a B, it's all better than what Tommy mm -hmm. did last game against Liberty. So Garrett Schrader has to be the starting quarterback. Yeah, he's been, I mean, he said that much. It would be a total reversal. It'd be honestly like disingenuous if Tommy DeVito came out and started this game. He'll call it gamesmanship. Really we'll call it disingenuous. Yeah, I mean, and, and that's the thing. Like the fact that he said it, I think, says something because usually he's very hesitant to say anything in that regard because he doesn't want to give up that advantage. He doesn't want to give up that gamesmanship or whatever you want to call it. So the fact that he said it makes me think it's definitely Garrett Trader is the leader right now. What I would love to know, and we don't know, and I don't think anyone knows at this stage unless you're on the team, but what are the practice reps like this week? Because the way they handled yeah. it last week, going all the way up until the nth hour, two hours before, Schrader basically said, I was surprised by the decision. I didn't expect to that I was going to be the starter. Well, was he getting all the first team reps this week? Was he getting 75, 80%? That would be a great indicator of how this competition stands right now. But I look at Florida State, I see a team that's pretty good defending the run. I mean, that's probably loose, like, they're pretty bad at everything, but Top half of the country. Pretty, 
Yeah, they're they're decent in terms of run defense. They've given up a lot of vertical passing plays and a lot of big passing plays. I think DeVito on paper fits like his style of game if it's executed well. Yeah. Fits Florida State better, but I still would obviously rather see Garrett Trader start after he won us the game last week. Yeah, Garrett Trader has to start and I'd imagine he's been given the bulk if not every single one of the first team reps in practice. This past week, you have to start Garrett Schrader for that reason and that reason only, even though I do think Tommy DeVito is probably the better matchup against Florida State because he does have the ability to hit the deep ball. We have yet to see Garrett Schrader execute that this season, and you're going to need to probably pop off one or two in this game against Florida State. I would also like to see Garrett Schrader, the first play of the game. I want to see the same thing that I saw against Liberty. Deep shot down the field. Just keep them on their toes because if you hit that one, you set the tone for the entire game. And I think if if you take that first play and you beat Florida State down the field on a deep ball, you, you might win the game on the first play. Because yeah. if, if if they see this guy who has not completed a deep ball all season long connect on the first play and you're, they're already a reeling team, that can destroy you mentally right there. Right. So, and that's what Florida State has done. They've allowed a lot of big passing plays so far this year. They've allowed a lot of big plays, period. And really, their only offense has been generating big plays, which will be interesting because that is given Syracuse fits in previous years, not so far this year. We'll see if they keep it that way as we get into ACC play. I think you have to start Schrader, no doubt. It's also kind of nice that DeVito's a different type of player because if you're struggling with Schrader, it is probably because Florida State decided, okay, we saw his film against Liberty. We saw the way he passed. Let's stack the box. Let's stop this Heisman candidate at running back in Sean Tucker. Let's make Garrett Schrader beat us. And if they do that and it's working, and then you throw in DeVito, that could rattle them because now it's a completely yeah. different player back there. And what they game plan for, which I'm sure they're doing some prep for DeVito a little bit, and they obviously a practice defense that is more designed towards a pass oriented team or a pass oriented quarterback, but that could throw them off a little bit. I, I think right now you have to ride Garrett Schrader for all he's worth. And then you've got Tommy as the break glass in case of emergency type of quarterback. But if you do make a switch to Tommy DeVito, the one thing that Dino Babers has to be in his ear about, like let's say Garrett Schrader is really struggling and midway through the third, Dino says, you know what? We need someone to move the ball down the field. Let's go to Tommy. Let's say Sean Tucker's also struggling, which I think is a there's a possibility that happens in this mm-hmm. game. We can get into some of the numbers in a little bit, but Dino has to tell Tommy if he comes into the game. I don't want to see any of the selfish BS stuff. No hero ball out there. Because I remember distinctly, remember last year that pit game on the road, Rex Culpepper comes in for Tommy DeVito when he's banged up a little bit. And in comes Culpepper on on that first couple of plays. He hits that deep ball down the field. I think it was to Taj. And then DeVito comes back into the game, and he tries to do the same thing. And it was a hero ball throw. I believe it was into, like, triple coverage. It was just a selfish interception. It was, I saw that guy do that. I need to go do the same thing. And I you can't do that against Florida State because if you do that, when you've already got one struggling quarterback, you need Tommy to be a team player in this game and not the selfish quarterback that we have seen seen him be in the past. Right. And on one hand, I mean, that's kind of what he did 
against UNC when he came in in relief for Dungy. And maybe that leans into what I was talking about earlier, how UNC's defense is probably thinking, all right, Eric Dungy, he can run a little bit. We're game planning for that. Then DeVito comes in and all of a sudden he's hitting deep shot after deep shot, and it probably caught them off guard. There is some appeal to that. I think DeVito could come in and play well in relief yeah. action. But I say that I don't want him playing unless Garrett Trader looks really bad. I don't right. want him playing. There's a chance it gets of, there. Yeah. And look, I just want him coming in if it's a momentum change that is needed in the game. I'm sick of the two QB thing. I think everyone yeah. that is involved with the team is sick of it. I don't think it's the right way to go. I think Dino said as much. So the plan should be, all right, Garrett Trader, you have the job. Give him all the first team reps in practice. See what he's got. And I'm optimistic that Trader can improve his throwing as we get further into the season. He hasn't started many games. He hasn't played many games in this offense. He's still figuring out maybe where the receivers go and the chemistry with them. So maybe his arm does get better as the season progresses. And the only way to find out is by giving him a fair shot and giving him a relatively long leash up there as well. Yeah, this is a nightmare situation for Dino Babers because I think he knows that Tommy DeVito is the better option, but he also knows he can't really go back on what he said and, and what he's done and, and how he's executed practice as well. You can't you can't go back to Tommy DeVito like this on a whim like this after Garrett Schrader was the quarterback for a win a, a week ago. So it's a difficult situation for him. I also wonder, too, is Tommy DeVito just going to be a quarterback who might be better in a relief role as well? And like Maybe. it's weird to say, but it's one of those things where he might go in kind of like he did against Florida State, like he did against UNC in that redshirt freshman season. He knows he can't get benched. The other guy already got benched. He can't get benched. Or the other yeah. guy got injured. It, it might work in his favor when he has less pressure on himself and he can just play his game, play a little looser too. Yeah, the other thing is Syracuse's offense is pretty one-dimensional right now. I don't think I'm making any hot take by saying that. And mm -hmm. Liberty was kind of preparing for a two-dimensional offense, I would assume, and they were preparing for Tommy DeVito. Now Florida State has the opportunity to prepare for this run-heavy offense. And you have to wonder, all right, how much of last week was just the fact that Syracuse was able to run the ball because it caught Liberty off guard a little bit? So gut call, real quick. Do you think we see Tommy DeVito in this game? So I think we're going to have it as a prop shop question tomorrow. Mm -hmm. I'm pretty torn on it, but I would say... Yes, I guess, because I think Schrader could struggle in maybe just one series to mix it up, because I do think he could be good in relief. I'm also going to say yes, and not only yes, I think he's going to throw a touchdown in this game, too. I really right. do. Well, I, I, I'm, I have some confidence in DeVito. I like the matchup with these two. All right, coming up, we're going to get into the importance of what the quarterback can do against Florida State and why whoever it is needs to have a good game against the Seminoles. But first, I got to tell you a little bit about something that's not so fun to talk about. It is excessive sweating. You know, it's when you're sweating through your shirt for no reason, it can be embarrassing. And it's not life or death. There's much worse problems, but in the moment, it feels like a big deal. Nobody likes to pit out during an important speech, interview, or first date, God forbid. I'd much rather not worry about it. And that's why I use sweat block antiperspirant wipes. Sweatblock is stronger and more effective than most clinical antiperspirants. You simply apply it at night, before bed, go to bed. Then the next morning you wake up, wash, and go about your day without worrying about the sweat. Guaranteed. I know it sounds too good to be true, but literally, you throw it on once during the week, maybe twice. 
and you're good for the entire week. No more pitting out, no more picking shirts based on which one hides the sweat better. If you or someone you love is dealing with this, you have to check out Sweatblock. Get it today for 20% off at sweatblock.com with the promo code LOCKDOWN or at Amazon and CVS. Quarterback is going to be paramount in this game against Florida State because we kind of have laid it out a little bit, but one of the things that the Seminoles can do well is stop the run. They're holding running opposing running backs under four yards a carry, okay? They're top 60 in the country in rushing defense. Their passing defense is a whole nother story. You can move mm-hmm. the ball. They are the worst in the ACC outside the top 115 in the entire country in stopping the pass. So Syracuse is going to have an opportunity to move the ball through the air. It's just going to come down to do they have a quarterback that can move the ball through the air? Yeah, I mean, that's the key to this game, right? It's You can look at different things and you can say, all right, is Syracuse going to win the battle of the trenches? Are they going to be able to get to a weak offensive line for Florida State? Is Florida State going to come out hungry? How desperate are they going to be? There's a lot of factors in any given football game. But if you had to pick one key, it's can Garrett Schrader move the ball through the air? Can he improve his passing from last week? And if he can, Syracuse is going to win this game, I think. If he can't, and they have to go to Tommy DeVito, or they get down early, or Florida State gets some momentum, they're going to lose this game. And I really think Florida State sets up pretty well defensively to make Schrader have to beat them. John Tucker's great. Our offensive line, our zone running has been great. Florida State's got a lot of talent, a lot of athletes, just as we do on that defense. And they're going to do everything they can to minimize Sean Tucker. And if they minimize Sean Tucker, it comes down to Garrett Schrader. And it comes down to the fact that if he can throw the football or not. And we still haven't really seen it. Dino said it's happened in practice. I think there's more in there. I think he's only going to get better. But how quickly can he get better is the big question. Florida State's defense kind of sets up a little bit like Rutgers too, in a sense, because you look at some of the stats, top 30 in sacks in the country, top 30 in tackles for loss, very similar to what we saw out of the Scarlet Knights. They were a team that could live in the backfield and maybe can make life difficult on Sean Tucker. And that's why you have to see Garrett Schrader go out and do something because this is an offense or a defensive front seven that's really experienced. The defensive backs, a lot of freshmen, sophomore, redshirt freshmen out there that you're going to be able to pick on if you want. A veteran quarterback yeah. can take advantage of that. And Garrett Schrader is going to have to show that he can move the ball down the field. Because if he doesn't, I, I am perfectly okay with Tommy DeVito going out there and, and getting a couple plays because I trust him to hit the deep ball a heck of a lot more than I do with Garrett right now. Yeah, I do trust Garrett Schrader to probably win us more football games right now and also just be better in the pocket. I know the stats don't really support that, but I test-wise, it feels like he's better at eluding sacks right now than Tommy DeVito. We'll see if that But not a better pocket that. passer, per se. No, because that, but... We've seen the, the feet get loud, the, the overthrows, and, and the risky plays while he's being hit. All of that is pretty much occurring inside the pocket. Yeah, again, we've talked about this with Schrader. It doesn't look pretty. It's never going to look pretty. His throwing mechanics is never going to be spotless. DeVito's pretty much the opposite. If you look over it on tape, it's a guy that is doing all the right things. He's calculating things in the right manner, and he's going through the progressions the right way. It's just not fast enough, and it's not quick enough, and he's not making decisions fast enough. So I'd rather have the guy that is going off instincts a little bit more. DeVito could 
come in and, and get sacked a lot in this game and be the DeVito that we've seen struggle, he also can hit those deep balls. It's it's really tough because they're such different players. And I guess the upside to this is that if one guy is struggling, by going to the other guy, you're giving a different, entirely different wrinkle to the other team. And that could play into Syracuse's hands as we progress through the season. I still would like to see one quarterback be the guy, though. Don't get me wrong. No, I'm, I'm with you. L- listen, at this point, I don't care. I, I, it has to be one. It has to right. be one. And I, I say that by saying, even though it, quote unquote, has to be one, I still think there's a way to use both. Like, let's say it is Garrett the rest of the season. Well, it. I don't think it hurts to every once in a while throw in a play where DeVito rushes onto the field and then you take a deep shot, but he's only going to get a handful of plays per game that way. And then on the flip side, let's say DeVito is the starting quarterback the rest of the season. I think there's value to bringing in Schrader, red zone packages, all that stuff to help you advance in the red area, because that's a place where Syracuse frankly has struggled over the past couple of seasons. So I think both quarterbacks can be used, but you have to be definitive in who you are as your number one guy. You know what I could see happening, and this would be kind of funny, is they start out the game with Schrader, of course. He struggles. Florida mm-hmm. State sells out on the run. He continues to struggle throwing the football. Dino says, all right, get out of there. Second half, DeVito comes in. They're down two touchdowns. He rallies him back. Maybe they win or lose late, but DeVito oh, looks Wouldn't that be – yeah. I, I was thinking about it, this too. This is right. Dino's nightmare situation is if Tommy brings him back. If Tommy because then you yeah. then you start back from square one. And who do you go I, with I next that, game? Yeah. Yeah. Right. Because well, then you have to start to beat if you start Schrader in this game and Tommy does what you just laid out there, you have to go with Tommy the next game. You just right. have to. Because, because or otherwise you're going back is, on what you said. Whoever plays better the week before is going to start the next game. So by that law, then in the scenario I just laid out, which could never happen. I mean, I think there's a decent shot here that Garrett Schrader throws the ball better this week. Florida State's bad. Like, there's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. They've got some good pass rushers. Yeah, but they're cornerbacks. They're not good. Like you mentioned, they're inexperienced. They're allowing big plays. They're getting beat. And if they sell out on the run, that leaves the corners on an island for the most part. And all Schrader has to do is just be smart and hit his spots. And he's going to get opportunities. All he needs to do is hit that one big throw. And he can do it. Even if you're a bad deep ball thrower, you can connect on that one pass to Damian Alford down the sideline or something. I mean, didn't we see Rex Culpepper hit a couple last year? Yeah, (laughs) right. Exactly. It can't happen. Right. So I think it's in there. And I think Schrader, I mean, the more I talk about this, I just said DeVito will play. I think there's a good shot that Schrader plays the entire game. Yeah, I, I still lean. I, I I would put it at about 70% confident that I'll that we'll see DeVito for at least one play. Not like a, a helmet play, which <laughs> it seems like Dino do, would, is willing to take right. the time out to avoid seeing Tommy in there for a play. But no, I, I do think that we will see Tommy DeVito play a meaningful snap. In, by design, too, in, in this game yeah. at some point, because I think his deep, especially if Schrader's missing some deep balls early. Um, but again, with the young cornerbacks, the young DBs, you might have some ability where you can make a, a bad deep ball thrower look solid against you, too. So right. maybe Garrett can take advantage of this defense. We'll just have to wait and see. Again, it, I think this matchup defensively is not ideal for Syracuse, but hopefully they can they can find something 
in the vertical passing game. All right, this episode is brought to you by Rock Auto. With the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models, it is impossible for your local chain auto parts store to stock all the parts you need. Why endure often pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning and wait while the person behind the counter orders the parts on their computer and only choosing the brands that their warehouse happens to carry? You've got computers and phones with access to rockauto.com. You'll save time and money when using Rock Auto. Why choose to spend 30, 50, even 100% more for the same parts that you'll get from a chain store or a car dealership? It's a family business that's been serving do-it-yourselfers for 20 years, and the prices are reliably low for every single customer. Go explore their easy-to-use website today and find the solution for your auto part needs. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts they have available for your car or truck. And when you go there, this is the important part, Right locked on in their how did you hear about us box so they know that we sent you. Again, when you go to rockauto.com, locked on in their how did you hear about us box so they know that we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Visit them at rockauto.com. All right, how about betonline.ag? They are my favorite place to bet on football right now. Tons of different prop bets for the NFL games are up there. But if you're into college football Saturday, if you're just looking to sit down on the couch this week, watch Syracuse, maybe bet on them. This is the number one spot for all your pro and college football action this season. New updated site and interface, even more odds, props, and contests. BetOnline.ag, you put it into your mobile browser or you go into a laptop totally free to sign up we got a promo code for you if you're a new user as well just type in locked on all one word that's our promo code to get you a hundred percent welcome bonus on your first deposit when you sign up for your free account today syracuse right now as i look still plus four and a half against florida state we're gonna make our where's the juice tim you see any juice the juice is leaning florida state too so has been all week you're a syracuse fan this might be the time to pounce on that plus four. Or maybe you wait based on the juice. Who knows? But we will make our picks tomorrow. We'll see where the line is at tomorrow as well. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. Just visit betonline.ag. Let's get into some of the keys for Syracuse. From the offensive standpoint, we'll get into more things defensively and how Florida State's offense matches up against the Orange on tomorrow's show. Um, but first, uh, I mean, when you look at and we've kind of talked about this a little bit, this team's going to have to hit a deep ball. The, Syracuse is going to have to hit probably two or three deep balls against Florida State. I'm not saying they have to go for touchdowns, but you're going to have to move the ball down the field, get vertical with things. And, and listen, a pass interference is just as good as down the field. Get some of these big receivers on the outside, whether it's Alford, whether it's uh, Taj Harris up the seam somehow. Get them going because, I mean, I've liked what I've seen out of Damian Alford in the limited sample so far. I think Taj obviously has the big game ability. These receivers need to get going in some capacity. Yeah, and look, I think the way to do that is by getting the running game going. And we talked about Florida State's rush defense. They're good. I think they held Louisville to 42 yards in the second half. They've kind of just had like spots where they played good this season, like that last stretch of the Notre Dame game. They battled hard, forced overtime. Yeah, You could look at that game two ways. You could say, wow, they sent a top 10 team to overtime. They almost won that game. Or you could say, man, if not for that little bleep stretch where Mackenzie Milton comes into the game, they looked terrible and they were getting blown out by Even worse, yeah. Right. 
And then same thing with, with the other games on their schedule, like Louisville and Wake Forest. They've actually rallied back, and I think that says something about sort of their mental strength and their togetherness with the team. There's been a lot of talk, oh, they might be quitting on the season, but they have rallied back in some of these games. But I do think the running game for Syracuse, if they get that going, if they're able to lean into their strength, which is the RPO with Garrett Trader and Sean Tucker, and Florida State doesn't have answers for that, man, it's going to be a long night for the Seminoles because then right. play action passing, maybe Schrader just hits one or two deep passes that are there. Well, I don't even know and, if he has to hit one. If right, the running I mean, game's going, he, he doesn't have to. I just don't think the running game's going to have the same level of success that it's had in all these other games. I think this Florida State defense, identity-wise, aligns a little bit more with Rutgers than it does a, a Liberty or, or Ohio or some of these other teams. And that's right. why I think Sean Tucker, I'm, I don't think it's a – a bona fide 100-yard game for him. We saw him struggle against Rutgers. He had 54 yards. I also think Dino abandoned the run a little bit more, but he had 54 yeah. yards against Rutgers. That's a good point, and I'm with you. I think he will struggle in the run game for his standards, which might mean like 85 yeah. yards or something, knowing Sean right. Tucker. <laughs> but um, I, I still think it's possible that he gets going because, heck, Liberty came into that game 12th in the country in rushing defense. Now, Liberty had not really played anyone, but they were pretty good rush defense last year as well. They held Syracuse in check for the most part rush defense. It's a different story. I don't think you can take too much from that, but there's a chance that Syracuse's rush offense is just flat out good. And no matter yeah. who's on the other side, they're able to run the football this year. This is kind of when we find that out. Yeah. I was going to say, I mean, it gets to a point eventually where you see if the, the rushing offense and Sean Tucker, if they're matchup proof, and I think we might yeah. see that in this game and down the road against some of these other teams as well. You know, I found this very interesting for Florida State. So I mentioned earlier how they're the worst passing defense in the ACC. That's a little odd for an 0-4 team. When you think right. about how every like, usually you get a lead, you run the football. And the fact that they are still the worst pass defense in the ACC, despite the fact that they've lost every single game, a little a little striking to me. And the fact that they're still a, a solid rushing team, despite the fact that they're a, a solid rushing defense, despite the fact that they're an 0-4 team, uh, I was just struck. It was a little odd to me. Yeah, I think so. Passing yards allowed for them 116th in the country. They're averaging 282 passing yards allowed per game rushing defense is 56 in the country. We're talking about it like it's a really good unit. I mean, it's it's just the better of uh, two terrible units. And it's just it is, but I mean, but, I mean, top 60 in the country for a team that's going to see a lot of rushes. I mean, sure. the volume. Yeah. I mean, they're keeping they're keeping opponent backs under four yards of carry. Like, yeah, and you got to call it for what it is me, there. Right. The part that scares me is what I saw in the second half against Louisville. Is there a chance they just figured something out that was probably their best half of football they played yeah. of the season if you incorporate an entire half Notre Dame was a good stretch of a quarter plus overtime yeah. mm -hmm. but is that the unit that we're going to see come out did they find something did they make some tweaks and are they just going to rally or is that them just playing carefree and with less stress it's almost like you know golfers that we follow where they get to like tied for 40th and they rally and get a backdoor top 10. Was that just them playing with a certain mindset that they can't duplicate at the start of a game? Or was it them actually finding something in their rush defense that can translate? Yeah, it it's the great question of like, did they, 
did they find something or did they just go that far to go that far? And yeah. they're they're happy with that and say, okay, well, if we if we can't win that game, I I don't know, I, I've got nothing. We've got nothing the rest right. of the way. I, I think the first quarter of this game is going to be very telling. First quarter will be very telling. You you'll know who will win this game by the end of the first quarter. I think the you're either going to see Florida State come that, out. The only thing I was going to say about that is like Florida State has played bad in every first quarter this year, and they haven't given up. So there's a chance they come out bad again because they're just not good at starting games, and then they rally back later. I wouldn't say that like just because Syracuse gets up early, the game's over, and they're going to roll over and quit. Well, so the reason why I, I still stand by what I'm saying here is how many times can you do that? How many times can you get punched in the mouth in the first quarter and say to yourself, yeah. you know what, this is still worth it? Like I, I feel like right. game five at home is the one where if, if you get punched in the mouth in the first quarter – Sorry, man. This is it. <laughs> like, it, yeah. it, it seems like there's a lot of effort issues on that team too. So, uh, I, I'm I'm intrigued by that. Another thing that is I think going to be very important in this game, penalties. These are two of the most penalized yeah. teams in the ACC. If one team and Syracuse did a really good job against Liberty, I think they only ended up with five penalties against the yep. Flames. That's that's really good. They need to continue to do that. That is a sign of improved coaching in practice. That is part of why you and I were so complimentary of Dino Babers and the rest of the coaching staff after that Liberty game was because the penalties were down. And that's a big thing with this team. If they're not giving up a full yard of football field, they can play good football. Florida State, on the other hand, they're also going to be penalized. Who's going to be more disciplined in this game? Because that could yeah. be a big factor, and that could be a, a certainly a huge swing in that first quarter as well. Yeah, I think red zone as well, how both teams perform in the red zone, because Syracuse looked really good in the red zone last week. Will it translate for a second week in a row with Garrett Trader when teams probably have seen some of their plays a little bit? Florida State has been terrible in the red zone. Under Mike Norvell last year, this year, it doesn't really matter. And if it's a close game, which I think it could be, and if it's a low-scoring game, which I think it could be, then it could come down to who executes in the red zone better. Yeah. All right. That is going to do it for us here on this Thursday Locked on Syracuse podcast. We will be back with you later on today. It's National Podcast Day. Usually you'd think that we'd have the day off, right? No, we're going to give you a second episode today <laughs> because we've got our Florida State preview coming on in just a little bit. Um, also, thank you again for making Locked On Syracuse your first listen every single day. Tell a friend about the show. Follow us on Twitter at LO underscore Syracuse. And for your second listen, why don't you check out Locked On ACC? Because they're talking all things in the conference as well. So, for Tim, I'm Tyler. We'll be back with you in a little bit later on today. Check your podcast feed, subscribe. You'll get that notification in your inbox as soon as we are live on wherever you get your podcast. So we will talk to you guys with a full Florida State preview later on. Oh.